What are our options? Um, junkyard, freeway, <laughs> no risk, no reward. The Money Pit, which is Patrick's favorite movie. We have to do The Money Pit. Oh, but I kind of want a flip with the enemy. If there's any chance that Shelley Long is going to make an appearance. But maybe a flip with the enemy is like sleeping with the oh, enemy. Oh, Julia Roberts. All right, right, let's do that maybe one. Maybe it has a box of wigs and swimming lessons <laughs> at the Y. I'm Rebecca Lavoie, and this is HGTV and me. And this week, I'm talking about flip or flop. We'll hear from the Tarek to my Christina, my real-life husband Kevin Flynn, my friend Sam, who was traumatized by one of the show's spinoffs, my fellow podcaster Patrick Hines and his husband Steve, who sat down to watch an episode of Original Recipe Flipper Flop, and some other friends of the show. But first, let's listen to a couple of messages left by listeners on my podcast, Hotline. We've only just been. Hello, my name is Jill. So I'm friends in real life with Patrick. I don't know Steve except on the interwebs, but oh my God, do I want to be their best friend? Um, and when I found out they were on yet another podcast, I was like, have to listen. And I love HGTV. It is a problem. But luckily, I have kept my HGTV watching to when I get a manicure and a pedicure because that's all they have on their TVs. So I literally sit like a zombie, like staring and watching HGTV. My name is Claire Panzer, and I have a little story for you about HGTV in the workplace. I live in Texas and work for a tremendous company where we have a wide variety of people, many of whom are a lot more conservative than I am. And we have a terrific break room that everybody accesses on a very regular basis. And it's extremely central to our office, which is laid out in such a way that the break room is really absolutely in the center of the office. And like Rome, all roads lead to it. So I would come in in the morning and get my coffee, and I would look and see. We have a television there that has a limited amount of channels. But there was somebody who kept changing it to Fox News which is just not my favorite station. So I would pick up the clicker and I'd change it to CNN and stand there for a few minutes, go back to my office. And the next time I would come into the break room, somebody had changed it back to Fox again. So this continued on for months and it was driving me crazy. And finally I thought, okay, instead of this passive aggressive Fox versus CNN thing that we have going on, there has to be some channel that would be sort of universally beloved. If Even if people weren't crazy about it, they would still be interested in watching it. So I'm standing in front of this television with the clicker in my hand, and I thought, what would work here? What would work? And then it occurred to me, HGTV. And ever since then, the television in our break room has been set universally to HGTV. There are times when it gets so noisy in there that somebody has to pick the clicker up and do the closed captioning so that they can actually see what's being said. But it doesn't matter what the program is, whether it's that awful flip or flop, whether it's flea market flip or house hunters international or beachfront bargain hunt there is literally something for everybody on hgtv and that is how hgtv saved our office
Rebecca. Hey, Teresa, how are you? Wonderful. How are you? Let's have a quick conversation about Flip or Flop because I know you have feelings. You hinted at it in our um, show about Chip and Joanna and Fixer Upper. You said, I believe um, they're terrible people and terrible (laughs) at their job. (laughs) Well, I'm specifically talking about Tarek and Christina. Oh, gee. Yeah. Yeah. But Tarek and Christina, even before they like beat each other up and ended up in the the, police custody or whatever (laughs) happened. I was like, there's no way this guy is not a monster Mm. because she's always being like, here's our budget. We can't go over this or like our kid won't eat next month. And then he goes over budget and like bids on the dump of a house that's falling down Mm -hmm. and has to ask his mom for money, which I can't even believe you're doing that on TV (laughs) or going to beg some random person for money to finish a house. Mm -hmm. And then when they're done, it just looks like I don't like their taste. Right. either so right. I don't want anything to do with the houses they there's always like a red wall for no reason mm-hmm. or the cabinets are just they look like late 90s mm-hmm. chic and yeah. I can't they're the worst but he also got his life saved by some random woman do you know that story yes I do let's talk about that go ahead tell the story some nurse was watching tv and noticed he had a lump in his throat right mm-hmm. yeah or like was it a lymph node or something like that she was like um you have a disease you and this cancer. is what it is yeah <laughs> You need to go to a doctor right now. And he did, which is crazy. Right. And it makes me want to like them. And I still really don't like them. Like they are the anti Chip and Joanna, right? Who yeah. are a team working together. And he's just like, I'm going to do what I want to do. And you have to go along. Or with vice me. versa. Like he would listen to her, but it was after a lot of like begrudging, like, but, but. Yeah, eye rolling. But. He does a lot of eye rolling. Yeah. <laughs> If you want to leave a message for the show, check out the show notes for my podcast hotline number or go to hgtvpodcast.com to find the number or shoot me an email. Thanks to internet friend turned real friend Teresa Kramer for once again letting me call her back to get a bit of her flipper flop angst. She's a writer, gardener, and caller of the HGTV podcast hotline. And you can find her Twitter handle in the show notes. Coming up, my favorite person in the world helps me unpack the flip or flop formula. And yep, we talk about that marital drama, too. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Rebecca. Uh, for the sake of this podcast audience, do you want to um, introduce yourself, tell them how we know each other, and um, what your relationship is to HGTV? My name is Kevin Flynn. I'm Rebecca's husband and business partner in a <laughs> media enterprise, which reminds me of a certain couple that I have seen on HGTV. You're, please say Chip and Joe, not Tarek and Christina. No, um, Tarek and Christina? Tarek and Christina, yeah. <laughs> there are a couple of reasons why I wanted to talk to you in particular about Flip or Flop. Okay. This is a show about- Besides the obvious one? <laughs> what, that you're here? <laughs> that we're married. Yes. And um, I do all the work and oh, you yes. come in- and- <laughs> 
<laughs> Everyone knows that's true. Um, so this is obviously a show that's built around a married couple. The whole premise of the show, as we hear in the intro. I'm Tart, and this is my wife, Christina. We're real estate agents. Ever since the market crashed, it's been a rocky road. With a family to support, we're starting a new business, and we're flipping houses. Is that Tarek and Christina are real estate agents, and when the market crashed, they decided to start a new business, right. flipping houses. Right. Let's put the what happened to the marriage stuff on hold. We'll talk about that after we talk about the show itself. Sure. But it is interesting, don't you think, that an HGTV show would be built really with the marriage and this new business enterprise no. at the center of it? You don't think no, that's strange? I don't think no, I mean, look at Property Brothers. Mm-hmm. But the idea, any sort of like partnership with that, right. I think is is appealing to TV producers. And I mean, Tarek, mm-hmm. like, you know, good looking guy. <laughs> Christina, <laughs> bombshell. <laughs> you know, this is a beautiful woman. I mean, you just know she bleaches her asshole, <laughs> right? <laughs> You know, I mean, she just like, she looks like a model. She has a lot of Pilates. You know, yeah, a lot of Pilates. You know, you just know that she's home, you know, most of the day, just like working out, keeping her bod fit Mm. so that when she comes on the show after Tarek, who is apparently a real estate guy who also knows how to swing a sledgehammer. uh, And lay tile. Lay a lot of tile on the show. When she says, no, you got to do this differently, you see why he goes along with it. Right. Because he knows he married up. Right. I don't even really think she had anything to do with real estate. I think it was probably all Tarek, and they said, okay, but you got to find a way to get your wife on the screen. I will just put my cards on the table. I actually really came to like the show when it was first on, even though I think um, as television personalities, these two are not the most natural. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> um, because I do like the fact that you see them working together and you see them disagreeing on the show. And what we saw as viewers was that it usually worked out. Right. Well, every TV show needs some conflict. Right. And, and these shows either get it from the crazy problem with the structure that mm-hmm. suddenly comes up in the middle of renovation. Or the permitting. The permitting. That's very often the case on this show. Yeah, the, uh, in their case, like the homeless people living inside the houses. <laughs> the random hobo. The, yeah. <laughs> Although, you know, we, we've never seen them throwing dishes at each other. Mm. Um, you know, there's that uh, that glare. We haven't seen it on the show. You no, mean. we haven't seen it on the show. <laughs> One of the things that you are an expert in is story structure. So mm-hmm. I'd like to talk you through a very typical episode of Flip or Flop. You've seen the show, right? Mm-hmm. And I want you to give me your take on why they do the things they do on the show and what you think about those things in the show. Okay. So the show almost always kicks off with Tarek and Christina at home, sitting on the couch, in full makeup, uh, doing something in the yes. kitchen with their, with their child. And suddenly the phone rings. <laughs> or they see something on the computer. You know that property in Garden Grove we were tracking that I was going to auction and kept getting postponed? Right. Let's go to auction again today. Yes. <laughs> They're suddenly alerted to a great opportunity. The opening bid is 320. It shows about 1,300 square foot, 7,800 square foot lot. Mommy! Yeah? Oh, no. Yeah. That's right. And so then there's almost always the line where Christina says, we got to get our daughter to the babysitter. We need to drive by it, run the cops. She needs to go to your mom's, and we need to get over there as soon as we can because of the <laughs> Why do they include that? Well, I think for the female viewers, 
they don't want them to be all judgy that <laughs> she is suddenly taking off. You know, what happened to the kids? Right. My theory is those little at-home scenes, they're not filmed in continuity. They film them later because they're fully made up. They're clearly not going anywhere, but they want the daughter on the show so she can get her little, like, residuals or whatever, right? Oh, you think she gets a check, too? Don't you think? She's on the show. Uh, probably. <laughs> Does she have any lines? She's a baby, at She's least for the first few years of the show. <laughs> all right. So after they find some sort of childcare situation for their kid, then you see them go to the auction. No, sometimes you see them go to the abandoned house first, right? <laughs> exactly. And they're walking around like looking through windows, like looking to like, mm. Oh God, so ugly. That's it? That's it. A zero curb appeal. That's a one ugly house. Yeah, that looks like uh, like underneath that carpet there's no asbestos. We're not and, supposed to be here, yeah, but we're here anyway. That's right, you know. <laughs> but don't worry, we're not going to get tetanus from this old rusty <laughs> chain link fence that we had to climb over. Right, but the, the thing that always happens during this part when they are looking at the house that they are planning to buy at the auction is they always say this looks like it doesn't need so much it only needs like 10 grand to work on. easy fix cosmetic right here we could do a little border it's definitely empty i see the closet there's no clothes hanging i don't think anyone's here this yeah. doesn't look so bad every single time yep yep they always undersell it then they go to auction mm-hmm. and i got to imagine that they always overpay not because <laughs> not because like as I'm watching it I'm thinking anything I'm just looking at the other people yeah. who are buying and yeah. they're like this couple just came here with a TV crew right they are buying this house let's no matter what. Bid it up. Let's yeah, let's have some fun. Let's screw these guys. Yeah, they want this for 120. They're getting it for 210. I call it the storage wars segment exactly. of the show. Yeah. Bid in the back now go 326. Two guys here are driving the bids up super fast and it's nerve-wracking. I'm going to show them I mean business and jump the bid up 5 grand. This will hopefully slow them down. 330. 330,000, I'll go 335. All right, so now they make the deal. Tarek hands over the cash. That's always cash, or he has to get a cashier's check or whatever. It's mm-hmm. very impressive, this whole business model. You have to have lots of cash on hand. Then they go take their first looky look at the house they bought along with their trusty, handy dandy contractor. Right. And who gives them bad news about everything? It is always a fucking disaster. I'm nervous. It's day one, and it's time to get this flip going because we need to get this flip done in 30 days. We didn't get a key to the house, so our contractor is supposed to be here to pick the locks. I think it's kind of weird that no one else wanted this house. No. Something we sometimes don't know. Sometimes you get lucky, sometimes you don't. Oh, my God. Did we not notice that last time, or was it already like that? It's a bad sign already. It's scary. And he, Tarek, always says, yeah, we can just reface these kitchen cabinets. We can just clean this carpet. We can refinish the floors. All right. This tile totally works. And Christina's always like, now. It'd be nice if we could do a large granite island, maybe extend, you know, maybe out to here. Then you're going to have You want this neighborhood? You got to do it right. We need to gut this whole kitchen. We need to pull out all these floors. And this is the first time we see it's like they've never done this before. Well, what I always find is that they're going along. And, of course, you know something's going to happen. And they're going along and the contractor says, Tarek, we've got bad news. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what? It's like, well. It exposed our roof with all the layers you have on there. Because before you weren't able to see that. Now that we've removed the patio awning, we've exposed a section of the roof that's really falling apart. It makes it look like there's something majorly wrong with the house. Cut to. Oh, man, we are over. And then go to commercial. (laughs) It's always like, what's it going to cost to fix that? Well, that's like. (sighs) $20,000. Yeah. His sighing is legendary. How about. 
What's it going to take to like clean up this bathroom? Well, it's probably going to take about fifty dollars worth of paint. <sighs> <laughs> it's like it's always too much. It's always oh. It's always the worst thing that's ever happened. Yes. All right. So now we're chugging along in renovations, and they have torn things out. They're starting to put things back together, and now it's time for the design slash shopping trip. Where Targ well, and no, Christina, you skipped a step, what's that? which is that they're like three quarters of the way through renovating, yeah, and that's when Christina walks in. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's yeah, what I no, and say. she goes, "Hmm, this wall shouldn't be here." <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, no, it's always like she's always coming in and effing up the things that they like. Why didn't you bring her in on day three? Or sometimes she makes a Before choice that- Before the first nail goes in the wall. Sometimes she makes a choice and she changes her mind. Mm-hmm. And she says- no, You mean like who she's married to? <laughs> she says, uh, you know, this kitchen floor is too dark. It makes the whole kitchen look dark. Uh, we need to change it. And he's always like- <sighs> <sighs> You're right. You're right. But there is almost always a shopping trip of some kind. Yeah. And it's almost- to some store that you know is doing this- for promotional consideration, mm-hmm. right? They're not getting anything out of it because people all over the country are now going to flock to this little place in California <laughs> to buy their laminate flooring. Yeah, yeah, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> it's exactly. always laminate flooring. Always, laminate flooring. always. Right. right? God forbid this couple put in one like real hardwood floor someday. It's almost always laminate. Yeah. So then we go on the shopping trip, and Tark and Christina have the inevitable argument where she wins. Wants- <laughs> We bought a full slab of granite instead of a less expensive prefab granite that we normally use. Since we're shooting for the higher end of the comps, this big island should really impress buyers. See, I'm glad we went with this huge slab versus the little dinky one. It does look awesome. It looks really good, right? It definitely stands out. You ever see her lose one? <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen her lose I've one. I've never seen her lose an argument. She always wins. I guess that's good, right? It's feminist or yeah, something. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, it's the formula of the show. Otherwise... Honestly, what role does she have? Right, she's a designer. If, if he goes through and he's like with them and like you know, screw, you know, putting up drywall, and then she comes in and says, "What we need is recessed lighting," and he goes, "Nope," and walks away. It's kind of like, well, what was you here for? End of show. Yeah, no, she is a designer, and I have to say, one of the things I appreciate about the evolution of Flipper Flop at the beginning, the show was very much them, and it really did look like they were struggling to some extent. Yeah. There were episodes where they were yeah. borrowing money from the parents to finish jobs. There were episodes they were really like trying to on a shoestring do these flips. They were making like thirty and forty thousand dollars per flip, and they would flop. Yeah. In certain episodes. It was actually flip or flop. It was not always flip, 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 flip. Sometimes they flopped. Right. And everything at the beginning was beige. (laughs) 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 And for me, the show really started making a turn when she, I think it was in the third or so season, started saying like, if we're going to buy this mid-century house in this cool neighborhood, we can't do laminate and beige walls and dark brown cabinets. We have to do something cool. And Tark was like... That's not what buyers want. Buyers want neutral. This is not what flippers do. And that, to me, is when the show got more interesting. Do you remember any of those episodes? No, I just remember things changing when the economy got better. Right. Because they would get bigger houses. Mm-hmm. And, and they got more successful. And they got more successful. Yeah, in fact, at one point, like like you see them, instead of like being in the living room, mm-hmm. madly dialing for dollars, they're like in their office, which is now half real estate, half flipping. Right. And they've got this whole big staff. Right. Doesn't take away from anything from what they're doing. Right. But in the series, you've lost that sense of- Scrappiness. Desperation. Yes. 
that desperation. Uh, that's exactly right. It, it, it was the stakes. You know, there, there's suspense. Right. There's right. real money on the line right. for them. Right. Like sometimes their parents' money or right. their investors' money. Right. Which which would be the difference between them being able to buy another house and continuing this or not, or Christina not being able to get her whole <laughs> bleach that month. <laughs> Well, in later episodes, in later seasons, really in the final season, they are very successful. They're doing mm-hmm. like million dollar houses. And many of those episodes begin with them sitting on the balcony of a beach house in Malibu. Jesus, yeah. Which is like her postpartum retreat or whatever. And like, because they just had another baby on the mm-hmm. show, they had a second child right before. But everything. not on the show, right? Well, no. But she did. There was an episode. Because that could be a flip or a flop. Right. But there was an episode where she's in the beginning of the episode and she's pregnant, ostensibly like eight months pregnant. She's like, she's got a grapefruit under her shirt and um, she leaves because they're doing all the demo and like right. she's pregnant now and she can't do it. But the later episodes, the, the show really becomes gentrified. And to mm-hmm. me, when the show becomes gentrified, it loses its charm. Do you agree? Yeah. Back to the formula. So renovation done. Now is the time we bring in the staging. And that's when they bring in all the furniture and they set the house up. This is the one time you know that the furniture at the end does not belong belong to the people (laughs) who just said, hey, uh, Chip, my budget is $6,000. What can you do for me? I can do your house, plus give you all these leather sofas and then take them away when the camera leaves. Right. So the staging comes in and my favorite- Did they take the giant star off the wall too and (laughs) say, we need this for the next episode? My favorite part of Flipper Flop is when- Tarek and Christina come into the house where they've, as according to the show, been like every day or at least had contact with every day with their um, possibly undocumented uh, construction crew. <laughs> there's, a, there's a presumption there. There are a lot of workers on this show whose faces are blurred out. I'm just saying that's not something you see in every in every show on HGTV. Oh, okay. All right. Well, then that's... <laughs> Maybe one of those guys is a specialist. He's the only one who can spread sheetrock on, on the ceiling. Yeah, on stilts, yeah. <laughs> it's like, you got to get him. I love the stilt dudes. All right, so they have the house staged. The people bring in the furniture. They hang up all these. It's always like bright splashes of orange and red, mm-hmm. and yeah. everything else is gray. Mm-hmm. Then Tarek and Christina walk into this house that they've ostensibly seen every day, according to the timeline of the show, and they always have the same reaction. So what do you think? Wow. Wow. <laughs> really, really pretty. I cannot believe the transformation here. It's like it, it's like their reveal. Yes. It's like they don't even know what's been going on. It's like they've never done this before, and they haven't seen that same freaking couch with those same red throw pillows in a hundred other houses. It's amazing every time. Yeah. I can't believe this house is the same house. So that is the next phase of the show. We have the showing. We have the open house, the Mm -hmm. fake open house. Mm -hmm. I like to think of it as a fake open house, but sometimes it seems real. Look at the fireplace. That's really nice. Hi, Tara. Hi, I'm Alita. Hi, Christina. Nice to meet you. Hi, Christina, Danny. People walk through, and Christina always hands them a flyer and says, yeah, we got at the house top to bottom. <laughs> you should have seen it before. It was a crack house. We did everything. And I all I can think of is, why are you telling them that? <laughs> why are you telling people that it used to be a crack house, Christina? Well, they're neighbors. They knew. <laughs> they were, they're coming over to say, thank you for taking this crack house right, right. and making it something else. Here are some flowers. Right. Because we know they're not bringing chocolate because it's obvious she's not going to eat it. No, she never eats anything. No, no, She eats nothing. No, no, no. They might bring like a wafer. Here you go. (laughs) Have a Triscuit and some air. (laughs) All right. So then we get at the end of the episode, we find out the results. They either sell the house or don't sell the house and say we're going to have to hold on for it for a while. And we see like the math. 
You just got a text from an agent. 500K. What? 500. A Merry Christmas. 500. This is amazing. One day on the market and we got a full price offer. So after buying the house for 330,000 and putting 60,000 into the rehab, if this offer goes through, we'll make a profit of $90,000. Time to find another house to flip. It's time to go find another house to flip. So they're pretty transparent at the end with the math. That's one thing I like about the show. It doesn't feel quite as fuzzy as like the um, as love it or list you know. <laughs> Everything's round numbers, you it's know? True. It's like, you know. Uh, it's true. They never like factor in like, oh, well, there was like the real estate transfer tax. Right. Then the penalty we had to pay for the undocumented uh, <laughs> sheetrock workers. <laughs> That's the basic formula. Do you think it works as a, as a professional storyteller? Do you like the, the formula of old school flipper flop? Yes or no? Yeah, I, I think I do. And, you know, the, the reason it changed and has evolved is really, you know, n- not the fault of the producers or the talent. Things are just, you know, the concept that we needed to adapt our business because all of these houses are vacant and we can't sell them. Now no, it's the opposite. Now it's the opposite. Now the, the market insane. is yeah, the market is up, they're doing bigger houses and then their relationship changes. Yes. So let's talk about that. I feel like an outlier cuz there are people including some people on this podcast that we're going to hear in a few minutes who throw a little shade toward Christina and Tarek's relationship even when things were good. They see them as wooden, they see them as fake or mm. something. I always actually kind of liked their interaction as a couple and they're no they're no chip and joanna let's face it like but they seemed fine i just don't think that maybe they were super charismatic right. tv personalities right, right. like i said she's beautiful mm-hmm. he's kind of average and he has like some th- growth on his neck <laughs> that you know nearly kills him yep and he had that back problem on the show which they show him suffering through too like mm-hmm. she she was kind of there for him for a couple of crises on the show mm-hmm ostensibly they were poor at one point like living in his mother's basement and they stayed together so that's nice right yeah yeah no they're i mean <laughs> they're they're an authentic couple and they have you know well real they problems. were and then it got crazy yeah. <laughs> so news breaks that um it got weird <laughs> It got a little uh, domestic and police Mm. are called. There's some situation with a gun and then their divorce becomes incredibly public. Us Weekly, the whole deal. What do you think about that? All right. Well, that's that's fine. I would say that is outside the bounds of the show. Mm -hmm. So it it doesn't really matter. You separate the art from the artists. However, I was very (laughs) surprised to see they were like, I hate your guts. I'm, it makes me sick to look at you. <laughs> but there is this house in Tarzana that we need to go to immediately. Yeah, there was a short period of time they were talking about coming back, even though they weren't married anymore. Yeah, that didn't that didn't fly? It hasn't seemed to fly so far. I thought that that would be insane. Well, I heard there were stories from the set. Right. You know, about them, that, which I think would have been fine because, you know, she was never around in the house after they bought it right. until she kind of came through and went. Wow. This. <laughs> we need all new appliances. Actually, that would have been really great because then you could see her come in and like make all sorts of like really expensive upgrades. Right. Just to really get under his skin. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Clearly, their relationship was more complicated than we were led to believe. Right. Yes. But the one thing that I will say, I work with you in a creative enterprise. Mm-hmm. We don't have a TV show. It's very it's different. True, it's right. not nearly as much work. Right. And I don't have to be nearly as fit. In fact, I don't have to be fit at all to do what we do. Okay. But they just had a baby on the show. So they have two kids. Yeah. 
They've built this business together. They've achieved a level of success. They were traveling the country doing real estate seminars together. They clearly reached the upper echelons of their industry. And then it all fell apart and it's over. I mean, isn't that kind of sad? It is. I mean, I think there is a cautionary tale here for TV talent. Look, for every Anne Bancroft and Mel Brooks Mm -hmm. who are celebrities and meet and stay married for 45 years, death do us part, Mm -hmm. there's a Lucy and Desi. Mm -hmm. And they're a Lucy and Desi. And it's, you know, it's too bad. It's human. Mm -hmm. If they had gone off the air and they broke up years later. We kind of be like, oh, oh yeah, I remember them. Right. You know, like Captain and Tennille. Like, they're not on the charts anymore. It's like, oh, yeah. Footnote. Oh, that's kind of love didn't keep them together. Right, right. But because it's like in the middle of this, right. you know, you wonder how much did this change them? Mm. It's very human. It is. You know, and I think that while, you know, there is a, a certain sense of schadenfreude <laughs> because- Because she's so- th- no, fit. because they're kind of, because because <laughs> she's so fit. No, but because they seem like um, an odd couple. So, uh, final question for you: This show is in reruns in perpetuity. There's still like oh, no. all day flipper flop Saturdays not happening right perpetu- now. Though. Yeah, right now. Yeah, in 2020, we're not going to be seeing these. True, shows. but do you find yourself as I do when they do have these flipper flop marathons on on Sundays or whatever, looking for clues? <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm just wondering, like, what thing is going to come up that's going to make Tariq go? (sighs) Kevin Flynn is my real-life husband and the host of the podcast, These Are Their Stories, the Law & Order podcast, and also my co-host on Crime Writers On. You can find a link to follow him on Twitter in the show notes. Remember in my recent Property Brothers episode when I talked to Rich Padin? He's the publicist who works for a bunch of TV design personalities. When I had him on the phone, I couldn't help it. I just had to ask him for his professional take on the thing Kevin and I were just talking about. The very public breakup of Flipper Flop stars, Tarek and Christina. Can I ask you to put your PR hat on for a second? I have a question for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you are a publicist and PR person for design people. And I'm wondering how you have felt when you've seen, I don't want to call them PR disasters, but in one notable case, they have been, which I think is the really salacious divorce and relationship stuff around Christina and Tarek from Flipper Flop and like them being on the cover of People magazine talking about their affairs and guns and all that stuff. Like as somebody who deals with media and these personalities, do you just want to like pop a bag of popcorn or do you just want to like pull your hair out and be like, no, you're doing it wrong. (laughs) What do you think about that? Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, first of all, like I have actually followed who is doing their PR and they do have professionals, you know, that they work with. But at the same time, I never was gripped by authenticity by that couple. (laughs) Um, I liked that show because they were in Southern California. I knew where they were working. I knew the types of homes that they were working in. I knew the the sort of challenges that they were facing. And then when like the whole salacious thing started to happen, it's like on the cover of Us Weekly, on the cover of People, talking about your divorce, it's all about the kids. Now, I don't know them personally, 
and feel nothing but compassion, you know, for their personal endeavors. But at the same time, like, why do I know about it? <laughs> like, why? I don't need to know about this. Right. I don't want to know about it. I don't need to know about it. I find it hard to believe that the hardcore fans want to know about it mm-hmm. or hear about it. Yep. And so that's when, for me, I start to get into that territory of, are these people that just wanted to be famous no matter what? Right. These shows mean a lot to certain people. And so for it to cross over into gossip where they become sort of real housewives adjacent Mm -hmm. in terms of like what they're known for, Mm -hmm. that to me is just like really disappointing both as a professional and as a fan. But again, I don't know them. So I I wish I, you know, I honestly, I wish I did know them and knew like more of the story and, (laughs) and could give them, you know, some, some free advice on the podcast. Thanks again to Rich Padin, publicist of the Design Stars. You can find a link to learn more about him in the show notes and on my website, hgtvpodcast.com. Coming up, my friend Patrick and his husband Steve sit down to watch an episode of Flipper Flop, and it sounds pretty much like you'd expect. Okay, we're doing A Flip with the Enemy, Season 3, Episode 10, which we're hoping is a reference to Sleeping with the Enemy. Where She's you- not deaf! She heard what we just said! I was giving them another cut in case they didn't <laughs> want to use the first part. Rebecca, you have created a monster. He is producing this episode now. Well, I was trying to before <laughs> I got interrupted. <laughs> Rebecca, I I blame you for all of this. I'm giving you options. Take it again, please. Reset, please. Reset, please. Quickly. Season three, episode 10, The Flip with the Enemy. Flip with the Enemy. I want it to be the Russians. (laughs) They're not the enemies anymore, Patrick. Oh, that's true. I'm Tarek, and this is my wife, Christina. We're really Give me your hot take on Christina. Oh, I love Christina. She's smart. She's level-headed. She's a good mom. And she loves going to the porn star salon. (laughs) Please tell me that's what it's actually called. Uh, Yes. Porn star salon. This is Patrick. Hey, you got to (laughs) specialize. It's just like the nude lipstick, the bleached hair, the eyeliner. Maxi dress for days. Maxi dress for days. French tip nails. (laughs) But I love her. Bless her heart. Our flipping business is going crazy. We have 15 houses in construction right now. And from demo There's so much gentrifying to be done in California. (laughs) We have 15 houses. We are saving these neighborhoods from the natives. Right, 15 people to take advantage of. (laughs) Hey, what's up, Slade? Hey, how's it going? I actually got a house that I'm interested in uh, partnering up with you. Ooh, a partner. Wait, is he going to become the enemy? <gasps> we just met the enemy. Ooh, bum, bum, bum. I'll tell you what, I mean, we're definitely interested. And honestly, we have so much going on right now. It'd be nice to partner with someone and go 50-50 on a flip. But I, I can't commit until we actually sit down and talk. And, I'm uh, we obsessed take a look with those Jackie O sunglasses, girl. You get your sunglasses. See, I love how she's there, and she just gives him the look of death about, like, mm-mm, mm-mm, you will not accept that without me. She's in control. Yeah. Hey, what's up, Slade? What's up, Tark? How you doing, man? 
I'm good. How are you? Good to see All you, right. man. You this too. is not going to go well. This is not going to go well. They just showed his name and his title. I wanted to be like a Kelly enemy. <laughs> Huge. To get top dollar for this flip, we would have to maximize the feeling of space and update the house with new materials. I would want to remove this. This is a corner. wonderful Brady Bunch house. It really is a cool Brady Bunch house. I, I totally understand. So, okay. What is this room? I think it's a laundry room, man. This does not look permitted. This, tile this guy, the enemy, was... he is having a rough day. I feel like someone needs to get him a seat and a glass of water. Aww. He just wanted to sand some cabinets and he bit off more than he could chew, I think. Yeah. You have dead space here. You have a really funky shower in the middle of the bathroom right. and then your toilet. I mean, could we just <laughs> That like... toilet is like, there's four inches of sitting room on that toilet, guys. It's right next to the glass showers. So you could be sitting on it and looking at the person showering. Hello, entertain me. Dance for me in your shower. I thought the party shower from that other episode was weird from the Property Brothers, but uh. It concerns me that he seems so opposed to a total renovation. <gasps> so the backyard... He's becoming the enemy. <laughs> so. What I want to do is get my contractor out here, show him all the things that I would do, and get a better idea of the cost. I mean, that's what cool. I would like to do is actually get someone out here who knows what he's talking about <laughs> to get a real estimate instead of us just kind of shooting. Have to go. I don't think they're salvageable. So go take a look at the upstairs. Price out full gut on everything. All right. Contractor is thorough. Opening windows, running water, taking notes. <laughs> I love that this show constantly cuts to shots of flowers. It's California. It's paradise. <laughs> I really like it a lot. I'm picturing a total modern design. That would go over big in this neighborhood. We would have to spend some serious cash to make it work. If Slay's not up to it, I'm not sure we can partner with him. She also is a complete robot when talking to the camera. If Slay is not up to it, then we cannot partner with him. Hey, you know what? Not everybody's a natural like we are, Patrick. <laughs> he doesn't want to spend the amount of money that we would put into a flip. I do love her Farrah Fawcett hair today. Yeah, like retro porn star salon today. The owner Slade is new to house flipping and he's looking to learn the business. So we're trying to decide if it's an opportunity that makes sense for us. And since we've already started this episode, we're obviously going to say yes. All right, I agree. As long as he's willing to go along with our design ideas and spend the amount of money that's going to take. All right. So as long as he listens to everything we says and ponies up the money. <laughs> everything we says. <laughs> like I said, we're naturals. I got my whole fam with me, you know? Hi. How you doing, Christina? Oh, look, he's swinging a hammer. All right, he's got the brute strength. Let's do this. Yeah, it all starts off golden, but this is the sleeping with the enemy episode, so. I cannot wait to see how he becomes the enemy. We, bum, bum, bum. Right we can take the toilet out, move it over to where the shower is by removing the shower, push this entire wall back, and then we open it all up so we can have cabinets go straight across. We could put the toilet on the ceiling and the shower in the garage. <laughs> we move in some potted plants, we're all set. Space for days. <laughs> All right. And guess what? He said laminate, so we're not going crazy with hardwood. Okay, laminate, that's my, that's it. I like laminate. <laughs> right. Is there some at Walmart that we can go to? Uh, this poor guy, he's so worried about money. That's all not too bad. $1.89. So this is about twice what we normally pay. His eyes turned into saucers. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god, they totally did. <laughs> like, good job, cameraman. You caught that perfectly. We went boing, like a cartoon with a boing, boing, with the eyes going out. Oh. But I'm glad to see that he's showing some flexibility with our modern material choices. Modern material choices. Rebecca, I, I wasn't making fun of her voice. I know you hate that. I just think she sounds like a robot. Oh. I would have never picked this laminate. I think it's a really good choice. It looks really, really good. What do you think of a bleached white floor, Patrick? I love it. I actually really like it. Is that your beachside upbringing? <laughs> yeah. A little bit of Cape Cod in California for you? <laughs> put some ropes and buoys on the wall? Some starfish? Bring in Joanna to put some words on the wall as well? I mean, this literally came out way better than I thought. I mean, we did spend a little extra, but I mean, it seems like it's gone a long way. So it looks really, really nice. You think it's I mean, this legit looks like an Ikea like model kitchen and not necessarily in a good way. This is definitely a post-recession uh, show where they make everything as bland and broad appealing as possible. Uh-huh. This isn't this isn't like trading spaces where Hildy would come in and hot glue flowers to your bathroom. This is <laughs> turn everything beige. You know, Doug's not coming in with a truckload of sand to pour that all over your living room. <laughs> It is. I loved the idea of indoor laundry, but not at a cost of $4,500. Meanwhile, I would write a check right now for double that for indoor laundry, guys. But does that just mean that the laundry is going to be in their now oversized garage? Yeah, they don't have any understanding of what it's like to walk a block to a laundromat and in like zero degree weather. Like if it's just in the garage... What right. are you complaining about? The space is the same, but where the laundry room was is now part of the garage. So you just have to go into the garage to do your laundry. Right. Don't get me started. I'm so confused. And this is California, so it's, you know, brr, December. Ooh, 65 <laughs> degrees. I'm freezing doing my laundry. So I think we should list this house at an aggressive price of $579,000. Okay, I mean, if I was doing it, I would probably put it at five ninety nine. So why wouldn't it be a good idea to put it at five ninety nine? I mean, I don't know. What do you think, honey? You I kind of thought that you were gonna say five hundred. What is he being the enemy? I want some like storming out of rooms. I want some drama, guys. Right, we're already staging. We haven't done anything. <laughs> Kayla de Saint Jean is already here staging with her bland furniture. <laughs> That is a very intricate floral display. Ugh, just like fake orchids. Kill me. <laughs> Kill me. It's it's really impressive when you walk in the door. It wow. is. Imp I mean, it looks really nice, but it does look super, like, basic. Right. It's boring. Can we still say basic? Totally. Of course. Ugh, I love that word. <laughs> does it not have a refrigerator? It's California. They don't eat. <laughs> oh, it has a walk-in closet. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I feel like everybody knew that they were coming to a TV house and they put on their Sunday clothes to come look at this house. <laughs> right. right. Everybody's wearing very nice clothing to come tour a house. After less than a week on the market, we ended up selling the house for full list price. Yay. Good job, Slade. Is that his name? Yeah. Good job, Slade. He did not become the enemy, you guys. Take it down a notch. No. Hey, he did not want to spend $2 on uh, laminate flooring, Patrick. <laughs> That does make him the enemy. Burn book. You're dead to me, Slade. <laughs> All right, we're done. I don't know if we did our best work, girl. If you want us to redo uh, it, just let me know. Just like play it at double time so it sounds faster and funnier, right? <laughs> anyway, bye. Bye. Patrick Hines is the podcaster behind True Crime Obsessed and Broadway Backstory. 
You can find links to those in the show notes and also at hgtvpodcast.com. Patrick's husband, Steve, he doesn't have another podcast yet, but he is on Twitter and his handle is my husband, Steve. Coming up, post flipper flop trauma disorder. It's a thing, sort of. So you're Sam Evans-Brown, and you want to remind the fine listeners of this podcast how they might know you? I'm the host of Outside In, uh, which is a show about nature mm-hmm. and bugs and plants and birds. <laughs> and you were recently traumatized, traumatized. by an episode of um, Flipper Flop Vegas. Um, three, I watched three episodes oh, wow. back to back. I'm sorry. So what <laughs> happened? Can you just describe that experience? Uh, well, I was on a plane. I forget the care. It was Southwest, and and they <laughs> that matters by the way. They they didn't give you. It was a cross country flight, but they didn't give you movies. Mm-hmm. They gave you free television, right? Which and you'll take anything that's free. I'll take anything that's free. Right. It's a fact about me. And so there there wasn't much good on, but I did see uh, HGTV, mm-hmm. and specifically because I know you and have, and have listened to your show, I was like, oh, I should watch this. You should. This will be like a cultural experiment. Yep. Uh, <laughs> And it was the the middle of the day. Mm -hmm. And so Flipper Flop Vegas was on. Right. Is that the name It's a spinoff of the original Flipper Flop. Yes, it's a new show, Flipper Flop Vegas. Yep. So I don't know if anyone's seen Flipper Flop Vegas. I have. Uh, But the the (laughs) hosts of the show or the the, like characters? The couple at the center of it. The couple who do the real estate flipping in the show. Yep. One of them is like an interior designer and then it's her. Allegedly. uh, Yeah, allegedly. (laughs) And then it's her boyfriend or or partner or husband, I don't know, who's like an MMA fighter Mm -hmm. and slash slash like general contractor. Right. Great combination. Yes. It's very Vegas, by the way. Yeah. And it includes scenes where it's like, oh, we need a demo his wall and he like takes out his gloves and is like punching his way through drywall. It's just like <laughs> so over the top. I'm not gonna be the first to observe that like the whole flipping thing is just like destructive. There was a scene where they go to look at the air conditioning unit mm-hmm. and he's like, oh man, if this air conditioning unit's broken, this whole project is gonna be screwed because <laughs> the things that they spend money on are not actually worth anything. Right. And the expensive parts of the house they just don't touch. Right. Uh, and fortunately for the you know the outcome of that episode, the AC unit worked. Maybe barely worked. Barely, we yeah. don't really know. Right. <laughs> so you sort of like hear this thing built in the '60s, sort of lumber back to life after they get a repairman out there. Right. Can we come back to the part where you said flipping is what destructive? Yeah. Talk about that for a second. Well, come on. I mean, a flip only works if you're able to put minimal money in. Right. You put lipstick all over the pig. Right. And then you just shuffle the pig right back out the door. <laughs> yep. If like these homes need a new roof, if they need anything beyond like like some paint and tiles, right. then then they're not worth doing. And and the only reason flipping works is because is because like people are are sort of like easily fooled by the glitz and glam. And where did they learn to be fooled by the glitz and glam? I I would argue HGTV. <laughs> this is what I'm learning. <laughs> <laughs> it's circular destruction, Sam. We're all participating in it. Hate to break it to you. But the part that drove me that was most insane. So I watched a couple of them. Some of them were kind of crazy. There was one where where the woman was like oh, here's what we need to do. We need to paint this entire bedroom pink. Mm. And and there was like, they they put this beautiful sliding barn door in that, yep. that they, they built themselves. And then she painted it pink. And, you know, okay, all right. Like the craziest one was they took this little condo 
that was fine. Like it was fine. <laughs> like it had some gross carpet, but but like otherwise, like you know, sure the bathroom could have used a redo. Apart from that, it was just like totally functional. They tore everything out of mm-hmm. it. They rebuilt it with like a with like a wet bar mm-hmm. and and then painted the whole thing in this like expensive metallic gold paint. Right. And they they uh, redid the bathroom and they put the in the grout lines. They put glitter in the grout right. lines, gold glitter. And the floor in that condo, because I did see that episode, so <laughs> I can verify the floor was that little um, hexagonal penny sized. White tile, very small tiles, which Lots is of like ground. you can buy that we know at Home Depot for like a dollar sixty a square foot or whatever. It's very common tile, and the first thing she did was try to pour a bunch of glitter into the actual grout mixture. Yeah, and, and it was, yeah. and she poured in like seventeen pounds of, of glitter, and she's like, "Oh, it's just mixing it with the grout." It's like, duh, it's grout. <laughs> it's literally sand, right? <laughs> and so their final solution was to grout it with regular grout, and then just like. While the ground was wet, pour glitter over the whole floor like you do with a glue project in yeah. first grade and just like, like tamp it down. Like sprinkle it all over the place and rub it in. Yeah. Oh. And um, I did not see them sealing that grout. I, you know, it wasn't shown. <laughs> so you and I both know every single time someone takes a shower in that bathroom, they're walking out of there. Of yeah, it's like, like they just went to a strip club and they're just coming <laughs> home with glitter on it's, them. Well, which will probably be okay because they probably did just go to a strip, cl- <laughs> maybe, strip club. Maybe, maybe. Anyway, and then you like the realtors walk in. This is what drives me nuts about it. The realtors walk in. You can tell they're horrified. Now, the realtors who they asked to come over and like give them a value for this property they've just redone top to bottom. Yes. Ostensibly. Yes. Yeah. They walk in. They're just like. Oh, <laughs> and like because they're on TV, they're not. Tr- they're trying to not just be like this is horrifying, right. but and and then they walk out, and then like magically at the end of the episode, it's like it's sold for thirty grand more than we right. needed to, right. to to someone to someone maybe someone who used to live in the I Dream of Genie bottle before they <laughs> moved to this condo. <laughs> I don't know, or someone who is actually literally insane right. and has just just been let out and somehow has the money to buy this condo. Now, you recently built a house and you're still working on the house you recently built. You're still finishing it, picking finishes, doing projects. I know you just built something I like to call a decio, half patio, half deck. The the daddio. Um, Does your own experience play into why you feel like a little bit of trauma when you watch a show like this? So we bought our first house. We bought it looked pretty good. And and like we... Did it? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. All right. It was it was eighty five thousand dollars. Right. It looked pretty good for eighty five thousand dollars. Okay. It had hardwood floors. Uh-huh. It had you know plaster that wasn't falling down. Yep. Sure. It had it had problems, but we spent nothing on the aesthetics, and we had to get a new roof, a mm-hmm. new furnace, new yep. wiring. Yep. We spent all this money on all the expensive stuff that nobody knows or sees or cares about, which is you know I recognize kind of dumb. Well, but- it's not dumb to do. It's dumb that no one will ever appreciate that it's done. Yes. It doesn't actually increase the value of your house really at all because Certainly not there's an expectation that a house will have a roof that works. Right, and wiring <laughs> that isn't going to set the house on fire. Right, right. Yeah. And and so so like having been that person and knowing that that like I was kind of dumb and that these people somehow with their horrifying gold condo <laughs> are making money whereas I'm throwing it away just just fills me with rage fills me with rage so it's a trauma based in jealousy yeah <laughs> well at least you're owning it jealousy and just sort of like frustration with the american condition well that's for a different podcast sam that's not for this podcast we just don't get that deep but thank you for sharing your trauma with us we really no appreciate problem. it happy to be here 
So, Kevin. Yeah. What did we learn today? Okay, well, one thing that we learned is that the flipper flop formula isn't transferable all the time. Mm. You can put a couple together and flipper flop in uh, Ypsilanti <laughs> or Worcester, Massachusetts, mm. and unless they have the same kind of chemistry, mm-hmm. it's not going to come through. And really, this was sort of a, a show that was born out of necessity a, a, about a really bad real estate market, which makes it hard to do conventional real estate right, shows right. when people can't get a mortgage and the values are going down right. and it's all this risky stuff. So while the economy is good, flip or flop is bad. What else do we learn today? Um, Well, that Christina goes to the porn salon and bleaches her <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. (laughs) What else did we learn today? It's difficult to work with your spouse Mm. in the public eye. And, you know, again, for every Chip and Joanna, there is uh, Tarek and and Christina. And, you know, I, I don't know why we take such ghoulish pleasure in the fact that their marriage fell apart in such an odd way. Mm. You know, there's the uh, quiet, we respect each other and uh, have nothing but love for our kids. And then there's the... 911 call running up the hill with a gun. Yeah. And the (laughs) welcome back to the set, I'm I'm stooping the carpenter. Yeah. And then the Us Weekly expose, Christina's new life, Tark's bachelor nanny affair stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Cautionary tale. Yeah. But, you know, the last thing that I've learned, or at least I wonder an awful lot about, is the concept of a show where somebody will buy a house Mm. and then 12 months later turn on the TV to see their episode (laughs) and realize, you know, exactly where the rat's nest was and all of the shortcuts that they made (laughs) to fix their house. And they're like, uh... Should we even be standing on this balcony? <laughs> this is where the hobo lived. <laughs> the hobo lived. That's why you drove the price up on us? <laughs> and also I learned that like it doesn't matter whether it's a $10,000 job mm. or it just needs to be spackled. Anything is going to make Tarek go. <sighs> and anything is going to make Christina go. Wow. Wow. <sighs> That could just be the whole show. <laughs> you could have two Muppets. Wow. Ah. <laughs> wow. Uh, I need to sharpen the pencil. <sighs> wow. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. You're welcome. HGTV and Me is produced by me, Rebecca Lavoy, and the very handsome Henry Lavoy. Thanks very much this week to Rich Benin, Sam Evans-Brown. You can find a link to his show, Outside In, in the show notes. Teresa Kramer, everyone who called in on the podcast hotline. And of course, my husband and co-podcaster, Kevin Flynn. Our show's theme song is by Patrick Cortez. And our website is hgtvpodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram at HGTVPodcast. And if you love this show or any of the HGTV shows we talk about, sign up for the official HGTV Podcast discussion group on Facebook. And don't forget to leave a message on my podcast hotline if you want your voice heard on the show. In future shows, we'll be talking about Beachfront Bargain Hunt and Flea Market Flip. Next time, though, we're taking on everyone's favorite crossover show on house hunting, travel, and marital discord. Yep. House Hunters International. I'll catch you then. Partners in crime media.